0: This is John Jantz, co-author of SEO for Growth, the ultimate guide for marketers, web designers, and entrepreneurs, and you are listening to the Marketing Book Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast,
1: helping you keep up with the smartest thinking in the quickly changing field of modern marketing.
0: And now, here's your host, Douglas Burdett.
1: Hello, thanks for joining me on the Marketing Book Podcast, which was named by LinkedIn as one of 10 podcasts that will make you a better marketer in 2016. My goal for this podcast is to help you discover new ideas about what's actually working in modern marketing. Don't worry about taking notes. You can find links to everything discussed in this episode's show notes at marketingbookpodcast.com. Today, we welcome back John Jance, and we're going to talk about the new book he has co authored with Phil Singleton. SEO for Growth, The Ultimate Guide for Marketers, Web Designers, and Entrepreneurs. John Jantz has been called the world's most practical small business expert for marketing ideas and strategies. He's a marketing consultant, speaker, and bestselling author of four other books, Duct Tape Marketing, The Commitment Engine, The Referral Engine, and Duct Tape Selling, which we recently talked about on the Marketing Book Podcast. He is the creator of the Duct Tape Marketing System and Duct Tape Marketing Consulting Network that trains and licenses small business marketing consultants around the world. His blog is a Forbes favorite for marketing and small business, and his Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, which your humble host listens to, was named a must-listen by Fast Company Magazine. Huffington Post calls him one of the top 100 must-follow on Twitter, and Forbes named Duct Tape Marketing one of the 100 best websites for entrepreneurs. John, congratulations on SEO for Growth and welcome back to the Marketing Book Podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I'll try to not stay away so long next
1: time. <laughs> it's been almost a month. Um, <laughs> so how you been since we last talked? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so let's talk just for a second about your co-author, uh, Phil Singleton. He's a member of your Duct Tape Marketing Consultants Network, and he is seriously in the SEO trenches every day.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely an under-the-hood um, you know, guy that can pretty much tell you every technical aspect of it. But he also, I think, has – and it's one of the reasons we connected is that he has kind of that uh, necessary gene, if you will, <laughs> of uh, SEO folks that understands that this is marketing that has to be integrated with everything that you're doing. It's not just some technical silo that can operate out there on its own. And uh, so that's why he was uh, such a great uh, – uh, person to really have as a co-author of uh, this uh, this book.
1: Yeah, he's got all the SEO technical, and then he's also got like a an MBA from the Thunderbird School in uh, uh, in Arizona. So that's a that's a very impressive school, and I've I've worked with some folks from there.
0: Well, and so, he he connected as part of our network as well, as you mentioned, the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. He is uh, trained and licensed in using our system, and so you know he's he's also seen the impact to his own business of what uh, that that whole idea of an integrated marketing system with the firepower of this channel of SEO, um, but what it's done for his own business.
1: Yeah. And he hasn't been a consultant all that long either. It's
0: just a year and a year and a half, uh, two years.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And how many consultants are in that network?
0: So we have about 115 uh, today, uh, whenever you're listening to this um, and we're in 14 countries. Fantastic. So
1: John, I gotta, I gotta disclose to you and the listener. This is a book about SEO, but man, did it get my blood boiling? <laughs> I, I can't, I, I was just surprised at how fired up this got me. And it, it's because you talk about a lot of things that have been just bugging me about businesses and their, their understanding of SEO. And I, you know, I was standing up and, and shouting at some
0: point. <laughs> well, that's good. That's um, uh, that's what every author can hope for. Is, well, you know, the, yeah. the worst thing in the worst thing in the world is that you said you were indifferent. <laughs>
1: right. So let me just quote from page sixty-seven. We have heard grown men cry when told that their brand new website is virtually useless yeah. and that it may need a total redesign to achieve their SEO goals. Hearing the same story over. And over again, motivated us to do something about it. We became determined to write this book, get the word out, and inspire change. Now, John, before we go any further, I've got to ask you, these days, where is the best place to hide a dead body?
0: (laughs) That's page two of Google.
1: There you go. There you go. I, you know, just, 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 I mean, it's dead bodies. It's, it's a lot more drama than I think the reader's going to expect. So, John, why do 99%, according to your book, of new websites fail?
0: Well, I, I think it's partly because of this attitude that, you know, oh, and it's funny. I mean, I've been doing this 20 years and when we first started doing websites, it was like people had a logo and they had their brand and they had their messaging, you know, just rock solid. And then they would go out and hire a web designer and this website wouldn't look anything like the rest of their, their things because it was this separate thing, not related to their marketing. It was this technical thing. And I think that's what a lot of people Still, I mean, we we get the idea now that, oh, okay, it has to be a brochure, right? It has to look like the rest of our stuff. But I think that there still is this disconnect between the various channels, as I call them, so social media and content and SEO and 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 certainly what you know the functionality of your website and email marketing. I mean, all of these things actually work together, have to work together, uh, in order to 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 be impactful. I mean, uh, particularly in the the realm of SEO, you you think about uh, so many of the integrated channels. I mean, it used to be that somebody would build a website and then they have an SEO person come in and you know get out its their the tools that they use and get under the hood and you know soup that thing up. Well we we can't do that <laughs> today uh because of of the value not just the value but the place that that a website uh has in our overall market.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You in the forward that was written by Brian Clark, by the way, great getting him to write the forward. Uh Brian Clark from Copy Blogger.
0: Oh, he's a he's a longtime friend.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Um he, he he talks about how SEO has gone from icing on the cake to sugar in the cake. That's right. Explain it's, what explain what well, he well
0: just used. just the idea that you know people think about icing on the cake. Well, that's something added. You know, you put it on there to 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 dress up the cake. Yeah, but, but the sugar is a necessary ingredient for the cake to even be a cake. Um, and so, and I think it's a great uh, metaphor, really, for what uh, what we're talking about. I mean, you can't. I don't care how talented of an SEO you know, expert you are, white hat, black hat, whatever hat uh you want to wear, without content, you really can't do much. Um and so that I, I think that, that that really um you know that idea that really has now been with us six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Um, And and the fact that you now have to be participating in uh, social media and get sharing going and, you know, networking, uh, what what we used to call link building, (laughs) Um, you know, all of those things, all those ingredients, uh, you know, SEO being one of them, um, have to work together in order to have the most impact.
1: Yeah. And I like to say plastic – SEO has gone from plastic surgery – to internal medicine. (laughs) Similar (laughs) sort of thing.
0: Similar thing, right.
1: Before we get to um, all all about the content and the inbound marketing, which I think is a real disconnect for a lot of people when they think of SEO, um, I want to talk about what you might describe as the elephant in the room. And this is the part that really got me going. And um, and it's it's about graphic designers and not because graphic designers are doing anything wrong. But talk about how web design is like building a house and and before we continue you've got to explain and this is the part of the book that that I am going to use almost every day from now on the question is would you trust an interior designer to build your house go right.
0: yeah so so the, the the idea behind that is that Your website, because of all this integration, because of the place that it has now in your business. And I don't care if your transactions are all conducted across a desk, you know, in person. The website is the uh, pivotal part of, of really all of your marketing, uh, maybe of all of your business. And because of that, all every Strategic element of your business has to be considered as you are building that, that foundational piece. And, you know, the idea behind would you hire the interior decorator? Uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people hire a website designer because they can design something that is really pretty, that really has some cool bells and whistles. Uh, but it's, it's done in a way that, uh, that, that is so, uh, hard for you to use as a tool going forward. And so in some cases, what you have to do is you have to actually be willing to make compromises in perhaps the design because of what you needed to do from a function standpoint. It'd be like somebody designing uh, a kitchen. If you have little kids um, running you know, throughout the house, you know, your kitchen probably needs to function a little different than if you are you know, a retired couple that's very wealthy and does a lot of entertaining. And I mean, you're, you're going to have different elements because of the function. Um, and I don't know if I'm doing a good job with those metaphors <laughs> or not, but, but the idea behind it is that uh, uh, the designer should not be allowed to design anything that would get in the way of, say, your marketing automation, uh, get in the way of your email marketing, uh, get in the way of certainly uh, making it easy for you to produce content uh, getting in, the, get in the way of some of the things that Google just naturally needs to see to understand what the, the site is about. I mean, those are all considerations that come into play as you are uh, creating a website. and And so those you know can't be done in a silo. They have to be done with, oh, here's what we're trying to do. Here are, Here's the objectives for our marketing. Here are all the channels that we are going to go into. Okay, now let's start talking about designing the website.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you say the world of website creation is split into two camps, the old way of designing for, quote, good looks, and the new way of designing for lead generation. Amen. <laughs> Yeah,
0: and 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 some of that it's not just um, technical SEO. I mean, some of it's just usability and flow. Yeah, and thinking you know, about
1: things. how uh, what like what are our first of all who are our customers?
0: <laughs> I mean, I can't. Tell and you and the, what are
1: they doing? What are they looking for when they're coming to this site?
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of websites I've looked at, and and this is really not. Um, this is not a, a knock against designers. I mean, it is in some cases for those designers that just believe that you know that. All, all that matters is what it looks like, but <laughs> which uh, may
1: make them a good designer, <laughs> right? But that's a problem when it comes to yeah. SEO.
0: Yeah. Well, and and again, I, I'll I'll reiterate, SEO is one element, but usability is another huge yeah. one. I mean, I, I can't tell. You, I, I was we had a client a few years ago that came to us and said, "Oh, we've got this new design. Will you help us with our marketing now?" <laughs> and uh, uh, the site, I mean, it was cool and pretty and sure. cutting edge in terms of what it did. But I was like, I'm not. I I'm. I'm an above-average user <laughs> of websites, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's uh, that's unfortunate because, uh, like I said, uh, you know, the general public that's going to give you about two and a half seconds is not going to take time to figure out what you want them to do.
1: Yeah, and it's like a uh, – I think you may have mentioned this. It's like these companies have these cars with absolutely beautiful paint jobs, yeah. and there is absolutely no engine in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and again, I, I, you know, for anybody that thinks that we're really bashing uh, web design, what we're really talking about, I'm all for a beautiful paint job. Uh, that's but important. But again, it's, it it certainly is important and may end up being the reason somebody decides to buy from you. But it's got to be done in the context of you know how people are going to find you, how you are going to operate day to day as a business. I mean, I I, I even. Um, you know, really have a have a problem with uh, folks that design in some sort of tool that uh, then uh, when the uh, the business owner wants to take that site over and and make changes, they can't even do it because it's in some proprietary tool. And, and so it's, you know, it may be search engine friendly, it may be pretty, but it's not going to fit the objectives necessarily ongoing of, uh, you know, for growth for that business.
1: Yep. And uh, you say that, uh, just to wrap this part up, the problem is that website designers are digital artists. They are not marketing professionals or SEO consultants, and they are definitely not content marketers. Right. So- But we're trying to change that. Yeah, explain (laughs) what you mean when you say content is the heart of modern SEO. Without valuable content, your SEO efforts can't take root. I I think this is one of the biggest disconnects uh, that people associate with SEO is, is the content part.
0: Yeah, no, I know for a fact it is because we have clients all the time that will contact us and say, you know, get me on page one in Google. And, you know, it's like we've got nothing to work with. I mean, Google doesn't just magically put you on page one because they like you. Getting on page one is something you earn because Google believes that when that person went out and searched, you had the best content for what that person was looking for. Well, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Obviously, competitiveness, uh length of content, the amount of people that link back to that content, if that content has all of the on-page signals that Google said you know, checks off the list and says, "Yep, okay, that's truly what this content is about." Um and and you know, Google's spent, they're not perfect, but they've spent the last decade figuring out all the ways that people have tried to scam that. <laughs> idea. And, and and and
1: there's been some serious uh <laughs> retribution <laughs> right. for those companies doing it.
0: Right, and so uh, so they've gotten you know about as good as you can possibly get in understanding the content and understanding the intent of somebody's search and matching those two things up i mean that's that's why they are who they are um and so we have to not only have uh some amount of that content, we have to have an ongoing uh push for that content. We have to make sure that that content gets shared. We have to create new content that is that is focused very much on the keywords that then keyword phrases that make sense uh for our business and we have to actually get out there and and get other people interested in sharing that content and linking to that content as well. All those things go together. It obviously depends if you're a local business or a, a national business, there'll be some different factors, but there just are, are, are many elements that are related to content uh, that, that, that kind of drive this whole SEO channel.
1: Mm-hmm. I've heard it said that Google doesn't love you until everyone else loves you first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you think about it from their standpoint, um, you know, the customer is the person searching. It's not the person with the web page.
1: That's right. And there, uh, it seems like Google is probably losing sleep worrying that someone else is going to come along with a better algorithm. <laughs> um, so, uh, you, you talk about, you know, this concept that, that is, that I love. It's teaching is the new marketing. Mm. Can you explain the concept for those less familiar with it, uh, of inbound marketing or, or content marketing and why that is playing such a big role though in SEO?
0: Yeah, well, I, I think everybody pretty much accepts it today that, uh, you know, the, the days when you could write about your product or your service or your company and that that was kind of the brochure that explained to that person who was ready to buy, you know, what you had to sell them, um, you know, that that was marketing in many cases. Uh, but now that the 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 buyer is sort of in charge of how they get their information, I mean, they turn to Google, they turn to wherever, they turn to their social networks. And, and they're, they're getting the information based on the people that are, that are getting involved in that journey at a much earlier time. And the people that are getting involved in that journey at a, at a very early time are the people that are addressing the questions and the challenges and the, um, the goals of that, that prospect, not necessarily talking about their product or their widget or how, you know, how great it is. I mean, there is a, there is a point in that journey where somebody's going to want to know about your product or your widget. But before. They know you before they like you, before they trust you. They're, they're going to uh, be pulled to that information that, that teaches them, you know, how to run their business or how to lose weight or how to do whatever it is that they're out there searching for.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You describe guest blogging. Well, first let me back up. You, you describe a, a business without a blog is a business looking for trouble. Why is that?
0: <laughs> well, I, it's not even the blog. Sometimes I hesitate to, um, I wrote a blog post a long time ago and the title was, I'm going to stop using the B word, um, uh, because that still has a connotation today. These people, you know, sitting in a room blogging about things all day that, that, that somehow drives traffic, that somehow gets them some <laughs> advertising dollars that, you know, that, that, so, so some of those, you know, those, those stories did actually happen. Uh, but, you know, we're, I've been we're talking, talking about, about a, uh, just a page on a website. We're basically talking about content management system. Right. Um, and that's, you know, the, the reason I love it is, first off, it's a tool that makes it very easy for you to organize your content, for you to collaborate, for you to create editorial calendars around, uh, for Google to find, for, um, you know, people to, to read and bookmark and to categorize. And so it's just got a lot of... Uh, functionality that allows you to to easily produce content on an ongoing basis. And that's uh that's what a you know the blog software uh does but you know for for most of the last few years you know every site that we have created or that i've been a part of of advising somebody to create has been built in wordpress you know from the ground up mm-hmm. um so uh, a a blogging component or a content management component is part of that but really we build the entire websites now using this uh technology that um is very you know out of the box is very search engine friendly
1: mm-hmm. so now you describe guest blogging as the industry's best kept secret. Why is
0: that? Well, I'm not sure it is that great of kept secret any, anymore, but it it certainly is, uh, does amaze me um, the 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 opportunity that's there for the typical small business that has really no links or any reason for people to be really sharing their content, to not see how um accessing somebody else's audience or somebody else's traffic in a way that links back to you and sends you not not only sends the search engine signals about what you write about, uh, because those links are are one of the great, you know, sort of parts of that algorithm. Uh, but it also just gives you the ability to get exposure out there in in places that uh um, that that hopefully have your ideal client as readers as well. And, and, uh, you know, when, when you're just starting out, I mean, we have a lot of businesses that have no content at all. So we certainly want to get them writing their own content, but, uh, but in many cases, uh, getting them featured in a couple places, uh, outside of their blog, uh, some places that already have traffic is just a great way to, to get some uh, exposure and awareness. So it's not, It's not just an SEO play. You know, people talk about backlinks and it used to be more of one
1: pure SEO.
0: It it certainly has been talked about that way, Uh, but I've always viewed it as an exposure opportunity um, as well, particularly for that business that, that maybe gets 20 or 30 visitors a day on a good day. Well, all of a sudden you go out and you get five or six articles placed on some sites that maybe get a couple hundred visitors a day. You, You might double and triple your, your traffic. Now, Understandably, we're talking about low traffic numbers, and 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 so you know the increase uh, percentage wise is huge, uh, but but that's the opportunity that I think is there, uh, as well as the the, uh, the the links back to your site. So you know I have been for years advising people to to create these kind of informal. Networks of strategic partners, you know, even in their community. I mean, just the people that they would refer um, uh, business to, and who who refer business to them, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very natural kind of offline tactic. Well, think about uh, exchanging—not just exchanging links, but exchanging content and creating content opportunities for each other—that uh, that would really send uh, very strong uh, signals to uh, to Google, but also. Uh, Would help you get uh, exposure in other places. In fact, you know there's two sides to that that guest posting. I'm I'm talking about guest posting for other people, but a lot of people are challenged to create enough content on their own, and so going out and getting guest posts for your site. Um, is is something that still seems a little foreign for people uh, but that can be a great way to to a get content that is uh, valuable but uh, there's a really good chance that uh, that uh, blogger or that guest post or that strategic partner is also going to point to that content and send traffic to it.
1: Yeah yeah uh, uh, Tom Martin, who's the author of the invisible Sale he he talks uh, quite a bit about guest posting uh, and he and, and he promoted his book and he talks about this concept of pro- propinquity where you're 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 everywhere uh, and you start to get noticed uh, rather than just on your own site, but through uh, other places where that same group of people might be going. John, can before we wrap this part up, can you explain, as it relates to SEO, the difference between demand creation and demand capture?
0: Well, so, so again, this is very much a uh, you know you just know, sound like a break, broken record here, but this is very much um, a, a part of this idea of integration. Mm-hmm. Um, the The goal of search engine optimization is not to drive traffic. The goal, like all of your marketing, is to put dollars in your pocket to, to get customers right. And that so, may be news
1: of, to some people.
0: <laughs> I, I, and I do know that there's actually a significant amount of. Um, folks that are focused on traffic, traffic, traffic. And and obviously traffic's a good thing. But um the the how you convert that traffic, how you get them to do the goals that you've set. In other words, you know, do they fill out a form? Do they go to another page? Do they subscribe to um some other piece of content? um that's the idea of 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 capture and and really uh, your your entire process needs to be set up around ultimately guiding people to that point where where they certainly come to know you and your content uh they begin to trust it and want to see more of it and and uh, lo and behold uh, all of a sudden they start becoming very interested in the things that you sell and so you know having that as part of your uh, intentions of your SEO. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's where, again, we go back to that web design. You know, there are a lot of websites that, um, that if, if, if they're not built with, here's what we want the client or the prospect to do, and then here's what we want them to do. And here's what we want them to do. Uh, then there's a really good chance that you're going to create friction where you're not trying to.
1: Yes. Yes. In terms of building a site, you, uh, <laughs> you said, and this may be news to some folks, a website is not a marketing plan. Um, (laughs) In fact, you you describe it as, this is easy to explain, but really hard for a lot of companies. Step one is your marketing plan. Step two is your website, period, not the other way around. So before designing a website, can you talk about some of the questions that, that should be answered? You've touched on a few, but you know, somebody gets, somebody is either in charge of building the website or they're on a committee to do it. What are some of the <laughs> questions that somebody in that room needs to be asking?
0: Well, and, and these are the, the, the whole strategy. What, what is our marketing strategy? Um, you know, I, I find very few businesses that can can, can answer that at all. Um, and, and that was the idea. I mean, for a lot of them, it's like, well, our strategy is to build a website. Um, and so, you know, obviously understanding beyond the shadow of a doubt who is your ideal client or your ideal client segments Uh, understanding beyond the shadow of a doubt what it is that you do that's unique uh, that allows you to be different than everyone else who says they do what they do do what you do um and then what is the journey that we want a prospect to take all the way from coming to know about us through being a raving fan who is going to refer us Mm -hmm. Um, and and Understanding, you know what? How do we intentionally move people along that path? We actually, I I actually use seven stages of know, like, trust, try, buy, repeat, and refer. That journey has to intentionally be built into how you design your marketing plan, how you design your website. You know the various things that 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 you're going to to focus on and and feature, Um, and and then you know you can start having that conversation about okay, let's let's sketch out. Uh, the things that we're trying to get across here,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, quite a bit that needs to go before uh, people start looking at pictures. <laughs> yeah. Which you know we all want to. We all want to jump to the design and, and then yeah. the tactical.
0: And if you can just uh, uh, hesitate and ask a few more questions. Well, and I, and I think what's so important about having that ideal client and what you want them to do in mind is because that helps you simplify. You know the real challenge for a lot of businesses is they, they they want everything that they do and have ever done and ever will be do, doing on page one on the homepage above the fold, mm-hmm. um, and uh, obviously you know that's a recipe for disaster uh, because somebody nobody can process that they don't know who you're talking to or what you're talking about because it's it's just one big dumping ground of here's everything that you might want to do here, mm-hmm. um, and so by having that that persona of that ideal client and the, the the absolute message that you want to get across and exactly what you want them to do when they get there, it forces you to simplify, you know, what you're doing with the usability.
1: Yeah. One, uh, g- another great phrase from the book is you said, anyone can launch a ship into the cyber sea, but without setting a course, that ship will drift aimlessly until it dashes itself on the rocks and sinks very dramatic isn't it yes. well it painted quite a picture for me and uh, <laughs> it's just one of many that i'm going to be borrowing to you know to to help folks kind of understand some of the the new ways to think about it and it seems that you know seo came along and i'm i'm just me i'm just guessing like maybe 10 or 15 years ago people first became familiar with that term and what it meant back then but it's changed uh so much. And I think people still think of it as some sort of, you know, black magic wizardry sure. that you do after you build the site. And um that's unfortunate that, that the perception uh was uh understood a while ago and now it's 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 not at all what it is.
0: Well and, and, and some of the some of the terminology, some of the tactics still exist. I mean we start um we start marketing strategy, but certainly we start SEO, um, with some keyword research. Uh, and that's certainly a term that's been with us from the early days. I mean, people searched, uh, you know, when, and, and figured out, uh, what, what tool or what, uh, terms people were putting into search engines and what kind of volume and, and they and decided, okay, we, you know, we want to optimize our page or our site, you know, for those terms. So, I mean, that, that idea has been with us from uh, the dawn of time, but, now, uh, we do keyword research as a way to give our, you know, our marketing strategy <laughs> a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it informs our entire editorial calendar. Um, that is not necessarily, I mean, in some cases, it might be, oh, here's some tweaks we can do <laughs> to, to, you know, to get better search engine results for, uh, the content that we have today. But it's also going to inform the content that we are going to intentionally create, uh, you know, throughout the year. Um, and I think that that's a part that, that, that's probably changed more than anything is that your, your SEO strategy tied to your content strategy e- evolves, uh, over time. It does, it isn't something that is a, a, an event that you go in and optimize everything. Sure. You may, if you've not done it at all and your title tags on your homepage still says home. Um, uh then you can certainly benefit from an event where somebody would go in and and optimize your existing content, but I think you have to look at your s e o and content strategy as as something that will evolve over time and that is never done in fact uh the the s e o strategy uh, your s e o strategy certainly will change um based on the the stages of where your business is in in uh, growth and that's that's really why we in, in intentionally uh, uh chose the word growth for this because it it to me it dictates not a bump in traffic or a you know spike in links it uh, it implies that your seo grows along with your business and as your business grows uh, there are different things that you'll do and need to do as it matures mm
1: mm-hmm. and it it, it it the ongoing uh attention that should be paid to it it's almost more like instead of just painting the building one time right you know it's it's like monthly payroll yeah, <laughs> you yeah. need to be coming back and visiting these things and doing them as you go along now let me ask you about something that uh, some listeners may be surprised by uh, in the book you say that pound for pound online reviews may yeah. be the most valuable of all SEO ranking factors explain well, why that is it,
0: we, we're we're specifically talking about for the local business uh, uh-huh. in in this case online reviews from a content standpoint from a social proof standpoint are very necessary for any business Business of any type, but right now um, Google uh, is giving a lot of value to online reviews when it comes to uh, what they show for local businesses and, and for local search. So obviously, in a local search, if you're a a local plumber and you're only doing business in your community, uh, you, you know when people in your community go and search, whether they put the city name in there or just put plumber or leaky faucet. Um, Into a search engine, you know Google is showing that three pack uh, is what we're down to now. That that is, you know, the local listings. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the reviews um, in that local listing are extremely, extremely important in terms of allowing your business to stand out. They're one of the ranking factors of how you actually get in (laughs) to that
1: uh, three pack. We're talking Google reviews, not Yelp necessarily.
0: Yeah, we are talking. I am specifically talking about Google reviews in this case. Although, uh, again, from a uh, from a, you know, if, if somebody is searching a particular industry and they find, you know, the, those Yelp pages show up pretty high in a lot of cities. Uh, if they <laughs> Unfortunately find, bad, for some, bad, yeah. yeah. If they find bad reviews there, they're not going to hire you. If they find good reviews, that all, uh, leads to, uh, um, hopefully, uh, um, building more trust. Right. Um, Google has even started putting. If if you notice, so you do a local search, uh, they actually give you the option. Uh, this is an AdWords setting in in advertising. So uh, if you uh, advertise uh, uh, for look for various uh, local types of searches, and they show your ad, you have the option to actually have your reviews and your review stars, uh, assuming you have uh, a good review, uh, a profile uh, show up in those ads, and that that can be a great way for your ad to actually stand out. Um, and and you know, Google that Google makes a choice about that, and again, who, who knows what the choice, what goes into that choice? But I do know I've never seen uh, anybody's reviews show up unless they had you know significant amount of them.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, John, can you explain how social media affects SEO? I think a lot of folks may not realize the connection there.
0: Well, I don't think that that. I don't think any SEO person can say, you know, because you have X amount of Twitter followers, um uh, that 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 is going to lead Google to think that, you know, your content is more influential than others. So I think th- in, in the early days uh there there was a lot of implication that uh that Google was looking at the amount of social signals as as a very significant ranking factor, particularly back when they were trying to figure out Google Plus. Um but I think they still are. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but uh, to me, it, it's again, it's one of those integration types of things that that is very difficult for somebody to say, oh, we need to get a whole bunch more links from or a whole bunch more retweets uh, to help us get uh, better SEO. I think it's a combination of. Um, you need people sharing your content. You should be sharing other people's content because, uh, to me, that is, that's the new form of networking, uh, digitally. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how people find you. That's how people, uh, that's how you build relationships with people. Um, and, and certainly, uh, the, the shares of your content, um, are, you know, in some cases, uh, you know, significant source of traffic. Um, but, but, uh, probably more importantly than that, um, because people, in my case, because people that are sharing my content also are bloggers and are marketers, um, I think that that's where a significant amount of discovery of my content comes, and and that's where you know people link to it. That's where people decide to interview me. So uh, t- to me, uh, there isn't a direct correlation. Mm-hmm. It's more of this integrated correlation. Uh, but but you know, you ask. You know, pure so or uh, pure SEO people, and they will tell you that that is one of the ranking factors, but nobody can really tell you how.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like it's you know, I guess the short answer is it's complicated, <laughs> and the longer answer is well, it's a series of chess moves here. It's not just one. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. And,
0: and I think it's like a lot of these things that you know, in the absence of. You know, all things being equal between one company and another, you know, that's the icing on the cake maybe. <laughs> that, uh, um, the you know, the company that has, you know, greater social signals, you know, that might be just the little bump that they need. Well, and I think it's also
1: could be indicative of other things they're doing with their business and their marketing.
0: Right. And that's, that's really my initial point is that that's how all these things are woven together. They're important because of the way they support each other.
1: Okay. Now – Let's talk about reality TV, John. You state that there are a lot of Kim Kardashian types in the SEO niche who are famous for being famous. What is meant by that and why should listeners and what should listeners take away from it?
0: Well, and I think that's um, unfortunately true about any space. It's in speaker space. It's in author space. It's it's in the podcast space. I mean, uh, there's certainly a lot of the early on people that got into social media are you know are famous you know in that world uh, for being famous. But when you really kind of look under the hood or rattle it around a little bit, you realize that they actually uh, haven't figured out how to build a business uh, out of doing it or aren't really able to get anybody any results about the things that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I I think that that's kind of where the rubber meets the road is, is as you're talking to, um, some SEO folks, it's very easy to to throw out all of these terms uh, that we talk about today, um, you know, with link building and, uh, reviews and reputation management. But, um, where I think that, um, the, the real, um, you know, test is is you know what kind of results are they getting day in day out for their clients, and and that's what I think you want to pay attention to, really, regardless of you know any kind of expert or consultant or technician that you're going to uh, be talking with.
1: Yeah, uh, Guy Kawasaki in his book uh, The Art of Social Media, he talks about. Well, of course, he's declared war on anyone, any social media person who has the word guru in their Twitter profile. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, you know he he talks about walking the walk. So he's saying the same thing you're saying, which is, would you hire a morbidly obese personal trainer? Yeah. Well, the, you know, so it's the same sort of thing. Like, are they uh, doing what they say they're they're going to be able to yeah, do? Yeah. And,
0: and I'm not. I'm there are le- tons of legitimate professional, you know, great performing SEO folks out there. Yeah. But I probably like you uh, get inquiries almost on a daily basis from people claiming that they're going to rank my site really well. And then I try to find their site and I I, I can't. Um, Uh, and so, you know, that to me, you know, is, is such a huge disconnect and that's who we're really picking on is kind of those people that are out there saying, Hey, for 300 bucks a month, I can get you on page one guaranteed. And there's a ton of that still going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, while we're on the topic, um, you say uh, in the book that for every good agency out there, there are 100 more <laughs> selling shady SEO services. And I think I hear from them on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you say that the vast majority of people who hire SEO companies are disappointed in the results. Why is that and how can it be prevented?
0: Well, it's it goes both ways there. so. Certainly, the SEO folks are uh, that that are that are shady, that are selling services of you know guaranteed page one. You don't have to do anything, but give me money. Um, you know those folks are certainly to blame. But I think business owners need to hear this message that it that anybody who's promising they can do something for you in a vacuum uh, for SEO, void of reviews, void of content, mm-hmm. void of social media, void of you know putting you know even your advertising you know as as part of the, the overall uh, strategy for your SEO, um, is you, you're always going to be, um, dissatisfied with the results. And, and unfortunately a lot of business owners, um, and, and this goes even for pay-per-click uh, folks too. I mean, a lot of business owners are, they want the magic fix. They want the, 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 you know, the, all I have to do is pay you money and I don't have to think about it. You're just going to magically get me leads. Great. Um, and, and so, you know, that, uh, you know that that idea um it that's not built first in strategy and and integrating all these components, you know, should be uh, you should be very leery of you know that idea,
1: yeah, and that's why that human desire to be able to take a pill and lose a hundred pounds will that's never right. go away.
0: Yeah, that's we, right.
1: We may and, be in the wrong business, John well and there's there
0: are <laughs> definitely people that are that are no pun intended feeding on that. <laughs> um,
1: uh, snake oil, it's the modern and, snake oil. that's right.
0: and and so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, if somebody's going to talk to you about SEO, the first thing they should be talking about is analytics and they should be talking about, you know, auditing your website and they should be talking about your editorial calendar um, before, you know, because there's nothing wrong with necessarily buying, you know, a service. You're doing a lot of these things and buying, you know, a technical service like. Uh, SEO, but if that SEO person's not talking to you about your strategy and about your ideal client and about you know how things are going to be measured, then you should be very weary.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I have run into folks who you know they're, they're successful business folks, but this isn't what they deal with, and they realize they got to get on board. And one of the questions I get a lot is, "Well, can't we just buy the ads instead of the uh, <laughs> you know ranking for organic?" And of course. People trust the organic results. That's where much more of the traffic gets clicked on. Um, can you explain that, uh, you know, while AdWords is usually, uh, you know, uh, a much better investment than any other form of traditional advertising, it still doesn't come close to the return on investment from a professionally executed SEO campaign?
0: Yeah most of the people we work with um we talk about a blended strategy. Um e- you know even local businesses they're uh, you know if Google is doing everything they can to make those ads Blend in to make them look like organic content, to make them certainly relevant, so that uh, they they can uh, sit alongside that organic content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in, in a lot of cases, uh, even with local businesses, I want to show up in the three pack. I want them to show up in the organic results on page one. And for certain keyword terms, I might actually want them showing up in the ads as well. Yeah. Uh, and and because then all of a sudden, you know, and I have a. I have a, a remodeling contractor that is a good friend of mine that I've worked with for years just uh um because I like him so much. And uh uh you know, we have him on page one three times, you know, for his uh key terms. And that is the significant organic rankings. Uh, organic ranking, he's in he's in the three pack, so that's the local directory rankings. He happens to have his content showing up on page one for key searches, and we have him uh, running ads above the fold uh, as Google puts them now. Um, so that's the first thing you see is that ad, and then you see his directory listing, and then you see his uh, his website. Um so there's three listings on page one for half a dozen of his really key terms mm. um and that's I think how how we have to look at it because that you know that gives you uh significantly more opportunities to be seen and for people to to come and visit your site mm. um there are some search terms that are just so competitive that uh, as we're building content because sometimes the SEO play i mean the the upside the SEO play is it can be permanent it can be long term it can send you more traffic you know the downside is it might be very competitive it might take time uh you have to invest in in you know producing content um and so you know in some cases we're we're constantly monitoring the keyword phrases we want to win and while we may be working on the SEO component we may be buying ads um as, as well and it just uh, I, I think that's um uh, the, the world we live in today. I mean, the problem with the people that, uh, that, that depend, you know, it's purely on, Hey, I've got budget, you know, go get me some leads. Um, is that you really don't have much control of that. I mean, you ultimately don't have control of, uh, of anything that's online necessarily, but where a lot of people that have been doing a lot of pay per click for years, you know, used to get those one and $2, you know, clicks that were, they sent you all kinds of great business. And now all of a sudden they look up and it's, $12, 15 seventeen dollars uh, for that click because it's there's a lot of people out there that said just buy me that traffic and so that uh, you know that that um, makes it a very difficult proposition uh, but I, I we always like to look at um, um, you know blending and and just again strategically integrating you know where we've got gaps uh, where we want to have a greater presence we'll buy advertising and mm-hmm. um, yeah, but but always working on SEO knowing that in some cases it takes some time
1: yeah, uh, and I think you could say that's the straw that stirs the drink of that's all right. these other things we're talking about. Uh, John, one other thing I wanted to mention for the listener's benefit is, that we didn't talk about is that you all include so many helpful resources beyond your book, and it's some yeah, yeah. of my favorite ones too. Um, so uh, what we can do is you, you've got a, a few of them. Uh, where you list uh, some of the some of the most popular uh, blog or uh, blogs and so forth online and resources i 'm going to include those in the show notes for folks who can click on those while they 're waiting for your book to arrive
0: yeah, and one of the things we tried to do in this book I mean there are some great resources i mean i 've learned everything I know about SEO really by just you know reading uh, the search engine lands and the search engine journals uh, uh, that that have been out there for a long time. But what we tried to do with this book is not say, okay, we, you know, here's everything you need to know. Don't, Don't, read, those. Those. Right. Don't <laughs> read those. Don't read those. We, what we're trying to be is the glue, in some ways, for you know how to think about this. If you're an SEO professional, this book probably is going to teach you a couple things but and, and hopefully get across the point about this idea of integration but it's not necessarily going to you know up your skills in in seo if you're a talented seo professional today this book was written for entrepreneurs and for um, web designers and for people that should understand seo better but how it fits into the context the global context of marketing and even for you know that person that that the, you know, the last thing I want to see is people getting ripped off by SEO folks. And so, you know, even that person who is never going to do any of this, uh, you read this book and you'll be better equipped to buy professional services.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's what you need to know about SEO to, to, to grow your business. And, and not only that, some of those things that we're talking about now are going to change by this afternoon yeah. <laughs> and by the time it comes out. So, I think if they if they just understand the fundamentals, they're going to be a much more informed buyer or or even a, a supervisor. Um, so, John, if if readers took only one thing away from the book, what would you and Phil hope it would be?
0: Well, that that SEO is not a tactic; it's a channel, much like advertising is a channel, like content is a channel, like PR is a channel, and and you need to. Um, I, you know, I personally happen to believe it's a significant channel. It's a very important channel. But when we advise businesses, you know, we'll look at the 16 or so channels that are out there today that, that people can spend their time and resources. Um, and we prioritize the places that they can and should go. And, and so I think that, that, and SEO, you know, do you want to spend money and time and effort on SEO? Nine times out of 10, the answer is going to be yes to that. Uh, but, but maybe that doesn't make sense given your limited budget, given your limited time. Maybe there are other things that you should focus on. Um, and, and so, you know, t- to me, it's this idea of understanding the channels where you're going to get your, your greatest uh, bang for buck, um, prioritizing those and, uh, and then understanding how, you know, all of these things work together.
1: Yeah. Well said. I think given the staggering amount of money that is wasted on SEO <laughs> whatever you're charging for this book uh, would be one of the best investments for anybody that's writing checks right now I mean oh, just, I, think,
0: I, I think books are that in general you know you think about it uh, you know somebody distills their entire sort of knowledge base into a you know 12 to twenty dollar product
1: yeah and, and not not just that they pour their heart into it yep. and I was just uh with a, a new client recently and i i we were doing a workshop and I said what When someone talks to you about SEO, there's just one part we had to talk about that. And I said, what does that mean to you? And the CFO spoke up and she said, "Uh, it means a lot of money that mysteriously vanishes. (laughs) And they had been working with some firm in the past to do some on-page tinkering and they just really never knew. (laughs) Where yeah. all that money was going. So, so one one
0: of our plans actually. Uh, so, so the book, um, the the website for the book is SEO for growth. So, and not the number four F O R. So, SEO F O R. And we'll have a link r- to it. Growth dot um, uh, We are actually creating a certification for uh, SEO for marketers. Uh, so, the idea that that you're a marketer, an entrepreneur, a web designer, um, and you're not necessarily going to be a practicing SEO expert, but uh, the but having the knowledge. Um, from a certification that we're going to uh, uh, create uh, around this, I, I think uh, could be a good uh, career badge, so to speak.
1: Oh, and that's in the that's in the pipeline.
0: That is, it. that is, yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. That's kind of like, um, like for instance, HubSpot. They'll right. have this inbound marketing certification, and it's my sense that more people, more non-customers, are certified than customers. Uh, they just want people to be aware of what the best practices are and get them That's pointed right. in the right direction. Right. Well, good for yeah. you. That's great. Yeah. So how else besides SEO for growth site, how else uh, can, can listeners find out more about you and Phil and your book?
0: Yeah. So for, for me, it's duct tape marketing uh, is my main site. Um, and and we'll have uh links to the book on there, obviously SEO for growth, uh, specifically to the book. And we have some resources on there. There's a, uh, uh, you can do a little SEO audit uh, um, and, uh, um, you know, by filling out a form. So we have some resources uh, there. We have a glossary of all these crazy SEO terms just so you – when somebody starts putting those in a proposal for you that you can <laughs> come over here and say, what the heck? Is or you can play SEO be? bingo. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um so that's for me, and then uh, Phil uh, Singleton, uh, co-author, is a uh, practicing uh, web designer and SEO practitioner in Kansas City, and so you can find him at kcwebdesigned.com.
1: And we'll make sure to include a, a link to his his site as well. The name of the book is SEO for Growth, the Ultimate Guide for Marketers, Web Designers, and Entrepreneurs. The authors are John Jantz and Phil Singleton. John, thank you very much for being on the Marketing Book
0: Podcast. Oh, my pleasure, Doug.
1: And that closes the book on episode 88 of the Marketing Book Podcast. But please don't let the end of this episode be the end of what you can learn about modern marketing. Visit marketingbookpodcast.com for links to all the things we talked about in this interview and access to free marketing guides from my agency. And while there, make sure to sign up for the Marketing Book Podcast newsletter so you never miss an episode. I love to hear from listeners like you. Modern marketing is moving so quickly. If I can help answer your questions or point you in the right direction to get the information you need, please don't hesitate to ask. It's the least I can do for my listeners. Just go to marketingbookpodcast.com and leave me a message or connect with me on LinkedIn. My name again is Douglas Burdett. Or heck, just tweet me up using hashtag marketingbook. And please join us next time as we talk with Mark Hunter, the sales hunter, about his new book, High Profit Prospecting, powerful strategies to find the best leads and drive breakthrough sales results. Thanks again for listening to the Marketing Book Podcast.